Hey guys, welcome to At Bat Baseball Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our latest news on Chicago baseball news, as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez, and that is Miles Porter. How are we doing today, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Feeling good. Opening day right around the corner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Actually, this morning, open up my MLB The Show copy. I know we were talking about this before. You got you had yours for a couple of days, but man, I'm hyped. Like that, just seeing the opening that, seeing the cover, Shohei on there. Oh, man. It's... Oh, yeah. It's got me excited. It's got me excited. I'm going, <laughs> going, to, I'm going to the Cubs game on Sunday. Oh, man. Ooh. Ready to go. Nice. Ready, to, ready to get it going. I know. I was looking. I was looking at that man and like legit the ticket the tickets for I mean there always are because it's it's April it's cold so obviously there's they're always hella cheap but yeah man there's extra cheap this year I'm like <laughs> like opening day I think I saw like opening day on MLB.com like that even MLB.com still had tickets for the Cubs and Brewers I'm like dang really yeah 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 jumping yeah, jump on that real quick like, oh yeah. Ooh, yeah I'll just go to the whole series <laughs> exactly 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 it's not a bad thing yeah all right and then, all right so obviously a lot of people don't know us that well man so got to introduce ourselves like when it comes to uh baseball and uh what you do in general um can you tell us a little bit about uh how you fell in love with baseball man and then also like just what do you do yeah so you know grew up in Lakeview literally a block away from where the Cubs play so it was you know baseball is pretty much ingrained in me at a very very young age uh before moving to Evanston um and, you know, I just I just fell in love with, you know, the game itself and the pacing, the culture, the history. Uh, so, you know, I'm a very I'm a baseball fan first. I respect I respect other ball players. Uh, I played I played at Oakton Community College for two years. We won a World Series in 2018. Shout out to my boys. Uh, played another two years at Roosevelt University. As you see, I'm actually wearing my jersey. Yeah, proudly. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and now I'm playing in Israel. And now I'm also playing for the Milwaukee Jaguars. Uh Still going, still loving this game, and uh, you know it's it's everything. This game is everything. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, and then for people that don't know, that's how me and Miles met. Actually, last semester it was my first semester at Roosevelt University. I met him in a law and ethics class. He uh, rolled out a, a baseball and steroids project, and I was like, I like this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was right, sweating so... over that project a little bit too. <laughs> a I feel you, man. I feel you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean for me it's different. I mean uh literally like I, I wish I always tell my friends I'm like man I wish my my parents got me into like sports but they were the type of parents that were like hey if you don't want to do it if like if they never hear me say like oh you want I want to play this then you know we won't put you in there but I, to be honest I'm not gonna lie like I wish they forced me to play baseball <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it's, it is what it is I, I found it in different ways like my my dad has always been um, a big fan of baseball I, I'm not even gonna lie I'm definitely a bigger baseball fan than him just because he's kind of like the casual fan like he watched to the games but whatever but I'm on a whole nother level like I'm obsessed with baseball yeah. and so uh really just like growing up watching like the 03 NLCS like the Cubs and all that like that's probably what got me into it but really also just like watching like Sunday night baseball games and like you know John Miller back in the day like that that also got me hyped because I eventually want to be a play-by-play announcer yeah. so I think just like the atmosphere at Wrigley Field along with like just the announcers calls is like probably what got me like I remember one home run in particular is a Michael Barrett grand slam go ahead in the eighth inning. Oh, man. And like, I remember that was, they, it was like an, it was like an April too. Like, I, I just remember uh, like John Miller going crazy and just like that, the, the stadium going, cra- it was, it was awesome. So that's, that's the type of things that like, really, I think about when I, when I think about why I love baseball and why I like it so much. Uh, but right now um, I work for a 103.1 WPNA FM, which is a Polish American station for Chicago. I cover sports. Um, 
that's kind of how I like got into like talking sports. Like it's obviously right now I don't have um, any play by play experience, which I want to get to after school. But I also I also attend Roosevelt University and I graduate most likely the earliest, probably next spring. Um, so after that is when I hopefully, you know, get some some experience under my wings. And uh, and yeah, but that's it. That's that's why I love basically why I love baseball. Yeah, love that. Love let's that. go. Let's go. All right. So enough enough about ourselves uh let's get into baseball talk obviously um we're a, a few weeks past the lockout uh miles but in your opinion real quick like what how do you think that whole thing unfolded obviously there's a lot of negative thoughts from everyone but just like what are your thoughts on how it unfolded and also just some of the rules that rolled down and i have some of the r- rules right here but you go ahead man yeah uh so it, it's you know, I think I think to a certain extent for fans who don't understand, you know, the, the the specific ins and outs of the lockout in terms of the CBA and all these other little details, it definitely did not look good for the game. For someone who doesn't understand doesn't understand baseball like uh, you and I do, or other analysts do, or the players do, who are in you know in these situations, it, it looked like billionaires arguing with millionaires, um, and of all of a sudden it wasn't about the game anymore. And that is something that leaves a little bit of a stain in the game of baseball. And, you know, it's just, you you really just root for these guys to have an amazing season, put on a great show for not only the fans, but have a great season for themselves, go out there and just enjoy it. Uh, the, The money talk in sports, specifically baseball is not ever a good conversation usually uh, in terms of just all of a sudden, you know, we're not talking baseball anymore. It's, you know, how much money is going to go in one person's pocket or the GM's pocket. So it's just these things right here. It's just, you, you, you know, you hope for a good season to kind of just, you know, put that off to the side and then we just move forward as fans and players and just enjoy this for what it is. Yeah. I'm definitely at that point too. Like, eh when it was happening, I'm just like, come on, like, let's, it was, it's kind of, it reminded me a lot of obviously the whole thing with uh, during COVID during the pandemic, yeah. how they couldn't figure stuff out. It's like, and everyone kept saying it too. It's like baseball has the opportunity to be the first sport to come back and yeah. have people remember that go down, you're literally going to go down in history books as the first sport to come back yeah. and they couldn't do it. Uh, and it was really disappointing. Um, and yeah, it's the same thing again this year. I mean, just having, you know, yeah, it's like, it's, it is, when you look at it from a grand scheme of things, it is bigger than, you know, uh, than like, obviously, like you said, from the outside, it looks like million millionaires versus billionaires, but it yeah. is like so much bigger than that. Like, obviously like, you know, there's a large portion of the players that don't play or don't earn a million dollars and blah, 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 this, you know, that, that, so it's, it's, it is, it's tough. Cause like the player, you want the players to stand up for themselves. Cause obviously the owners, you could tell, you could see their, their uh, point of view. And, and like, you, like you can see what, what they're trying to do basically yeah. towards the players um in in a billion dollar industry so it's tough from that standpoint so you're like man i really want the players to stand up for themselves but the more they stand up for themselves it looks like the longer this lockout goes out so they're gonna they they to a lot of the cba like a lot of the number crunching when you look at it, it's like yeah the players probably had to settle for a lot but they probably were like you know what we want to play you know we don't want to miss any games and you could tell the owners were like man it's cool like we'll we'll miss some games like it's what it seemed like right and it's like come on like you really you guys really want to miss a month of baseball like and a lot of people said oh because april you know is the least profitable profitable month and that that just such a tough look because it's like it's baseball who cares like 
it, it's it's long it's supposed to be like that so anyways but yeah no I, I like i said a lot of people a lot of people have thoughts on that but let's get to the rules part of it is what a lot of people talked about that they uh, agreed upon was for example universal dh the playoffs extended to 12 teams mm-hmm. uh the limits to the number of time a player can be optioned to the minor leagues in one season uh draft lottery uh draft pick inducements meant to discourage service time manipulation uh what, what are your like what, for example on the, on the big ones like universal dh like or is that something you were looking forward to yeah uh so i've always been pretty pretty indifferent about that i do think uh the pitcher spot you know in the lineup somewhat is a bit of a wasted spot if, if he's not going to lay down a bunt to get that guy over it's pretty much an automatic out um so i do like the dh for both leagues you know now everyone's sitting. Now we got all the hitters in the lineup. There's no, there's not really a weak point for anyone's lineup. So, you know, I'm all for the universal DH. Uh, I, I, I am going to miss seeing some pitchers hit, uh, but for the most part, it's good. It's good for baseball. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. And I'm just like seeing, I just remembering like Carlos Zambrano and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those types of dudes like hit, like, yeah, yeah it is. I, I, I do. I do have a soft spot. Like I'm like, if, if they didn't, I'm okay with the DH and I understand why they do it and hell is going to help a lot of players play longer and the NL you're going to be able like a lot of opportunities for other players like for example Pujols um but but I do yeah I'm just kind of like uh I there's some pitchers I'm like I I would be okay with still seeing them hit I like DeGrom for example I mean like DeGrom hitting green like Grinky Grinky's in the AL now but still like those type of dudes it was fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Um, with the, with the playoffs expanded though, uh, how did you feel like when they, them expanding to 12 teams now? Uh, I, I have no problem with that either. There are, yeah. for the past few years, we've seen some teams with very solid records, very solid finishes, like the Blue Jays and the Mariners come up pretty short just by like a game and a half or two games out of the wild card. I kind of, I really like this a lot. Now you got more of the competitive teams in there. So, you know, that shoot to the World Series is even more crucial because you got so many teams, you know, battling to get to that spot. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I, I really, I really don't like seeing teams with like winning records, you know, go down, go down, have to go home and, you know, try again next year. It's like, no, you know, if, if maybe if they have like an 87, 86 win season, not naming any specific teams, you know, give them a shot, give them a shot to go in there. We don't know who's going to surprise them. We saw with the Braves, the Braves weren't even supposed to, you know, be in the playoffs in general last mm-hmm. year. Uh, shocked everyone so i am 100 for it i have no problem yeah i think that's that's the way it goes i mean the more teams the more the more it adds to the excitement more cities get to go yeah because you look at it like when, when you take a step step back and look at it from back in the day it's like it was always the red Sox, it was always the yankees like in the 2000s yeah growing up it was always like the same teams yeah but it's like once you get into the playoffs anybody could win and now like having teams that like i mean we'll we'll go on and talk about our playoff predictions but like, yeah, you could even have the Mariners get in there for the first time in like twenty years, twenty plus yeah. years, right? Yeah. So it's like, it that's the type of thing. Like the, the fans deserve that. Like literally deserve that. Like, like so, that's the one thing I did want to happen. There is like a little like I, with me, it's always I'm always like balancing, especially with baseball. It's always like the the inner traditionalist in me, and also just the like you know analytics type, you know, looking forward to stuff because I'm, I'm I'm a fan of both. Like I like both. Yeah. So when I think about it, I'm just like, man, I do. Um, uh, I'm like the more teams will it make it less special, but I think that baseball will adapt because a lot of people are like, oh, that it's gonna like 
you're going to let in like a, like a 79 win team or an 80 win team or something like that, whatever it is. But I think baseball, yeah, baseball will adapt over the next couple of years and more teams will try to win, which means there'll be more winning records in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be a big deal to that type of stuff, but it yep. is interesting. And I will say this, uh, when we're talking uh, baseball here in Chicago, uh, more playoff teams is good for the Cubs. Not that the White Sox have to worry about that. The White Sox are going to be there regardless. They could be yes. four teams and they'll still be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we can, we can move on now. Uh, when it comes to uh, the off season and speaking of those Cubs and White Sox teams, uh, we'll start with that White Sox team, that, that uh, 93 win White Sox team. How did you think their off season went and what acquisitions did you like that they got? So, okay. I think the Sox did an incredible job of just overall bolstering, their bullpen in general. Uh, Kendall Graven coming in, love that. Vince Velasquez, former starter for the Phillies, he can go deep into a game if someone comes out. Uh, you know, I think Lance Lynn right now is injured, so you have a lot of ways that you could just kind of move that bullpen around, maybe put some guys in rotation. Um, yeah, I'm loving what they're doing. They really added a lot of depth. Uh, you know, Josh Harrison as well. He has that little, he has that swag to him, so he fits perfectly he fits perfectly with the White Sox him and Tim Madison playing next together that's gonna be fun to watch um AJ Pollock another great outfielder he's gonna be a role player um you know he can play every outfield position whoever goes down then you know he's gonna go out there if not maybe he gets a starting role I'd be kind of surprised if he did just by how deep that outfield already is but in terms of just like a role player that adds depth to uh you know offensively and defensively you know AJ Pollock is great so I'm loving I'm loving everything that they that they've done last year. Going back to Kendall Graven in the bullpen, he had a 1.77 ERA last season between two teams. So you know, I'm liking I'm liking the White Sox. I'm giving them an A. Nice, nice. Yeah, no. With uh, with the White Sox, it's like they obviously on paper they don't need that much. Um, I think right. going into the going into the offseason really was the bullpen, and and they did they did you know like you said with Graveman with Joe Kelly they got Joe Kelly and and uh, like those are the type of things that they wanted to get needed and they mm -hmm. got it. Yep. Um, what I hear a lot of too, from the fans is they really wanted that left-handed outfield bat. And I keep yeah. hearing that and I keep hearing that. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you, you look at the guys that are still left out there and it's like Michael Conforto still out there, but there's a lot of injury stuff with that. So, yeah. and they could still add someone, but Pollock is, is, I mean, Pollock is nice. I mean, that guy hits everyone. And like, yeah. you look at his numbers and it's mm -hmm. crazy, especially at his age to be doing what mm -hmm. he's doing. And that's, yeah, that's a really good, that Kimbrel trade I thought was was uh, like a really good deal because the Dodgers are getting rid of a player they technically don't really need in Pollock because their lineup is disgusting. Yeah. Then the, the you know the, the White Sox are getting again like again getting rid of a player that they don't really need in Kimbrel just because obviously now with Crochet being out you could argue yeah. that they need a guy like Kimbrel but um, in, in that sense they didn't really need him their bullpen's pretty stacked already. Yeah. But yeah no I I for me. I, de I would say definitely like an A minus just because I wish for them that they, they would have gotten like maybe just a, like more a younger bat for the outfield, a yeah, guy yeah, that they yeah. had for, you know, like sign him for like a longer deal. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not definitely not disappointed. And it's because with, with the White Sox, it's really about what you have and what's, what can happen mm -hmm. more, more than like, let me go sign a guy. And, you know, because, you know, we need that or whatever. No, they already have the guys that, that they need. And, you know, Luis Robert and, and Eloy Jimenez, like those guys, if those dudes go off, then you know that they're going to go to another level, which is crazy because yeah. they're already like amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what, to be honest, like last, last season, it was, uh, it was disappointing to see how they did against the Astros. I understand how good the Astros are. Yeah. 
but I, I honestly thought that series was going to go five games and I thought they're going to, yeah, yeah. you know, do more of a, or put more of a battle, but it is what it is. The Astros are just that good. And Very experienced uh, team. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and the White Sox, I think this year for sure. And I will say this too, I, the White Sox still have a couple more years, but even if they don't win this year, I can, I can see White Sox fans feeling a little antsy mm-hmm. because it, it, you know, every year that goes by that you don't win a championship is a closer year is, is you're getting closer to the, the players becoming free agents and all that whatnot. Yeah. Um, Although the White Sox did do a good job with keeping all those guys, but yeah. it be, be like being a Cubs fan, we know how it is. And <laughs> every year, every year, you know, every year you get older. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah. So for me, a minus um, and for the Cubs, a lot of people were surprised on their off season and what they did just because a lot of people thought hundred percent rebuild. They're not going to try to get anyone, mm-hmm. but they went out and got Stroman say a Suzuki, you know, white Miley. They got a lot of big league talent, big league guys that have been here for a long time. Yeah. And I, when I, when I was looking at it, I'm like, man, you know what? It's fine. You, I, we understand because especially with the extra playoff team and by no means, as I said, we're getting to a playoff predictions. No one's picking necessarily the Cubs to go to the playoffs, right. but they, I think a lot of people see them as a team that could disrupt a team that mm-hmm. can maybe knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And if they're, if they have any opportunity in July, then they go out and get a piece. But yeah, the, their, their off season, I think I would, I would definitely give them an A just because they exceeded those expectations uh-huh. of, of getting, you know, Strom- I really like Stroman. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I don't necessarily see him maybe as like the, the ace of the next like good Cubs team, like the next division winning team. I, not yet, at least if he could surprise me, of course, but um I do like the type of pitcher he is and yeah. the type of swagger he comes brings to the team man is awesome yeah. just because yeah. uh, I feel like a lot of the Cubs teams that we've had, although they've been exciting, like Javi Bias and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. you like guys that speak their mind and yeah. you know tell it how it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then obviously say Suzuki, that I thought like that was awesome because it's like you you're you're obviously in in some kind of rebuild mode, but yeah. to give the fans at least something to look forward to this season and say a Suzuki who obviously could be a, a rookie of the year candidate. And yeah. that guy's been killing it in Japan. So yeah. uh, honestly, that's, uh, they outdid themselves and they had a good off season and the whole Korea thing too. I mean, they could have easily gotten Korea for that deal that, yeah. you know, that he went to the twins. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, yeah. Like, what did you think about that deal that the Minnesota twins with Carlos Correa? Like how did how do you see that deal? And does it make sense to you? Oh uh, yeah, it makes total sense to me. I think I think uh, Correa's time with the Astros was already coming to an end. I did not see him re-signing with that team. Good for good for Minnesota. Good for the Twins. I still don't really see them as a team to, you know, kind of look out for too much. But in terms of you know getting all other young players around him, that's incredible. You know, then you have Byron Buxton in the mix as well. That's a very exciting team to watch. I I I, I still wouldn't exactly put them in on my like, you know, top tier list at the moment, but there is also the chance that they could surprise a lot of people in the, in the AL central. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes with them, but I really like Correa on the twins. It's a good fit. for. Yeah. That's, that's the way I saw it too, because it's a win-win for everyone because yeah. if Correa, obviously there's some people say that he's going to get traded in July because they don't see that they don't see the twins competing up to that much. And right. I want to be surprised, but right. that would really suck for Twins fans. Yeah, that's but I, I do 100% see him leaving after the first year, no matter what. Uh, barring some kind of injury where obviously, you know, it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a win-win for, for both those teams. And, yeah, the Twins could make noise 
but they, yeah, they do need, they still need starting pitching. They got some of the greatest off season, but that even then that's not that much. They're, they're kind of banking on their young pitching. They got Joe Ryan coming up yeah, and he looks like a really good, really good right-hander, but yeah, yeah it, it, they, they're going to need a lot still. And uh, really when it comes to Correa with, with the Cubs, yeah, that's, that's the one reason too. I was like, man, they, they could have easily gotten him for that three-year deal with the opt out, but yeah. I get it. You know, if yeah. you, if you didn't, if you didn't end up winning that sweepstakes, it's not that big of a deal, but it just right. would have been cool just because all those, all those teams that wanted him and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so then for the Cubs off season, what, what, what kind of grade do you give them? So uh, originally, originally I had given them a B on it, but I, I like the, I like these, you know, these players that they, that they, put on this team. I like Jonathan VR a lot. I don't think VR is going to be talked yeah. about a lot. I really like him on the Cubs now. Um, you know, like, like, like we said, Marcus Stroman, I love Marcus Stroman on the, on this team. He's not going to be the ace. I still think it's going to be Hendo going forward. Um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. This is a team that can surprise some people this year. Now for people who are listening to this, by no means am I saying that we're going to be a very dominant team this year. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, but at the same time, kind of going back to what you said, they can really like, you know, ruffle some feathers. They can really give some teams a hard time. If the Cardinals are trying to catch the Brewers, the Cubs are going to be the team that's going to be like, all right, well, if we can't catch them. You can't catch them either. You know, you're going to come to, all right, you got Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt. Cool. Whatever. We got Say Suzuki. It's, it's, it's fine. We got Ian Happ, Ian Happ, who I think is going to surprise a lot of people this year started off struggling last year where they during that second half after all of our guys left Ian Happ was one of the players that really stepped up for the Chicago Cubs. Um, you know, touching on Wilson Contreras. Now we don't know if Wilson Contreras is going to be a Cub by the trade deadline, just because of everything that's unfolded over the past month. Now, I think if the Cubs are somewhat competing this year and they want to, you know, kind of keep rolling with it, you keep Wilson Contreras because I don't think Miguel Amaya is ready yet. Yet. Um, you know, I think Jan Gomez is a great backup catcher to Wilson. But, you know, if we if we ship off Wilson Contreras and then you call up Miguel Amaya and Jan Gomez, then the catching isn't as solid as you want to be. Unless you're rebuilding, that's whatever. But if you're trying to compete, you got to keep Wilson around going forward. So, you know, I really like what they've done this offseason. Um, you know, nothing that nothing that's like too crazy to me. I like Seiya Suzuki. I think he's gonna be very solid for the Cubs going forward. Such a great personality. He's hilarious too. I've I'm watching his interviews on Marquee Network. I'm like, this guy is so funny. And he's such a he's such a good energy for the team. The Cubs have a lot of good energy around them right now. And I think that's so important for this team going forward after a very, very tough 2021 season. So I like where this is heading. Um, you know. And for, for the older fans who are going to be a little bit tougher on them, you got to be patient. You got to be patient with this. This is a this is a different time for the Cubs. This is a new era for this team. Give them a chance. That's the, that's the best thing I can say. Give them a chance because it is going to be entertaining. Yeah, def- yeah, I definitely agree, man. It's like the with the White Sox, it's easy to say they're going to win the division. Yeah, a lot of those te- a lot of those teams, even with the Twins, like even with, with that with those moves that they made, it's really easy to just be like they're going to finish first. Right, and and the thing is, with the, they have a division that uh, they have have some upcoming players, and we'll get to that too. Spencer Torkelson and yeah. Bobby Wood Jr. Mm-hmm. But they're not to the to the point where they're going to threaten uh, the White Sox, right. in my opinion. But when you look at the NL Central, it is very interesting to see the Brewers again. You could say the same thing about the Brewers. They have 
elite of the elite pitching yeah. hitting questionable obviously if yeah. if Yelich if Yelich is Yelich though then that's easily their division yeah but regardless I think they're going to finish first but yeah when it comes to the Cardinals it is really interesting to see what they did in their offseason because I, I've seen a lot of the chatter but their fans they're not too happy uh even yeah. getting Pujols as he's a Hall of Famer he's a legend love that guy playing like you know growing up love that guy love to see that guy play but yeah he it's a lot of fans think that that's like a cover up for what they uh what they wanted or what they actually uh excuse me what they did in the offseason uh which was not do much and yeah, um was, yeah. yeah so and and they had the opportunity really to step up and you know get more offense and and you know get more starting pitching because they have you know they have Jake Flaherty they have the they mm-hmm. have the players there but you know Reyes they have like young guys there but a lot of injuries and it reminds me a little bit of the Mets. It's like, if they have their pitching and they, you know, they get that, you know, that's one thing that's fine, but they didn't do much to help their, their problems. And that's why they think the Cubs stepped in and that's why they have the opportunity. And it sounds crazy, but the Cubs do have an opportunity to finish second. And that would be a successful season in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So then now we'll, we'll move on now to the rest of the league. Uh, after talking about the Cubs and the White Sox. And we'll start with division winners. Now, again, and, and division winners and postseason teams along with the wildcard teams now, is, like we said, 12 teams in the postseason. And, uh, Miles, you can go first. Give us your predictions for the your postseason teams. I see you have a couple teams uh, that you, you couldn't really decide between, so I'm interested yeah. to see uh, your opinion on those. Go ahead. Yeah, so when we're talking division winners, you know, for the NL East, I got the Braves winning it. Even though Freddie Freeman is no longer a Brave, Matt Olson is a monster. He had a monster season last year. I don't want fans to forget that. This team is still going to be very, very competitive. Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies. This team is going to be so incredible going forward. Watch out for them. Got the Brewers taking the Central. Got the Dodgers taking the West. And for my wild card, yes, I'm, I'm indecisive right now. But I got the Giants and the Phillies, and I'm torn between the Mets and the Padres. So here's my reason for those two teams. The Mets have historically, the past two years, they've put some great products on the field. They've made some great moves. Now, this is a team that has a lot of drama. That is one of the main things that they're known for is, you know, drama with the GMs, issues with certain players. And I think that is one of the main things, aside from the injuries, that's kind of hurt them. Obviously, you need Francisco Lindor to be Francisco Lindor the season he had last year. That is not what you signed him for. He knows that. The fans know that. His teammates know that. I think he's going to have a great year. He's having a great spring training. You know, got to look out for him. The Padres, on the other hand, they did not finish well last year at all. You know, you need Tatis to stay healthy, but, you know, they're not going to have Tatis for a little bit. They still have to compete all the way up until he gets back. I think Manny Machado is going to do his job. You know, I still think Eric Hosmer has a lot left in the tank. Um, I like Cronenworth a lot. So it's kind of those are two teams that are going to be very competitive this year, but there's a consistent issue that happens with them. Now, between those two teams is whoever comes out of those issues, whoever rectifies these issues that they that they have always had. The Padres have to finish strong. Uh, their pitching staff has to perform. That bullpen has to be way better. It's one of the main things to let them down. Padres just got to finish. 
the Mets, they just got to stay healthy. They got to limit all the all the drama that they have each year. It's it's always something. Uh, last year, Javi Baez putting the thumbs down to the fans. It's New York. It's New York. I, I, <laughs> I have a lot of family from New York. I've been to a bunch of Yankees games and Mets games. They are they are very very passionate fans in all sports. So like the like that with the Knicks. Okay, this is this is that's just New York. Um, limiting that drama is just going to be so so big for them. No drama, you know, no issues. Just 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 play ball, stay healthy. So that's why I'm kind of torn between them. For the AL for the East, I got the Rays. Central, I got the White Sox. Uh, the West, I got the Astros. For the wild card, I got the Yankees, the Angels, the Red Sox, or the Blue Jays. You know, this is a you know that's that's one of the that's one of those things where I do like Trevor Story on the Red Sox. Maybe he proved me wrong this year, but I'm still kind of on the fence about him. I don't think that uh, last year he performed very well, but he does have a lot to offer to any team. And the Blue Jays, those are some young studs, man. You gotta you gotta watch out for this oh, team. Yeah. They're 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 on their way. Uh, Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette, everyone else on that on that entire roster, they're they're on the come up. They're they're going to constantly improve. So uh, eventually, people are going to start talking about that team more. So you know, that's where I'm at, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see how correct I am. No, yeah, it's definitely a yeah. You made some good points, and uh, we'll get into a little more of the Mets after I go my predictions. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's definitely a lot to to un- unpack there. Uh, with my division winners in the NL, I got the Braves. And, like, you know, just as you said, too, a lot of people are, you know, counting them out, you know, saying the Mets are going to win the division. I don't think so. I think they even got better with Matt Olsen at first base. I think yeah. def- defensively he's a better first baseman. So I think they they improved there. And then, of course, the Brewers, like I said before, I think they're going to win the NL Central. Uh, the Dodgers, I mean, there's not much to say there. They are the Dodgers. Uh, getting Freddie Freeman is is bogus to the league but i get it <laughs> like you that know is, what i mean like <laughs> that's like an op that, move right there <laughs> no i know it's legit no they're legit at this point they're just playing mlb the show right it's like yeah yeah it's 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 unreal like the, the but I, but like you know you want to win every year i get it yeah uh yeah. for my wild card teams it was tough once you get to these like uh it, it, the giants you're gonna need the same out of logan webb for him for them to make the postseason yeah and and you know you, you need a little more from the youngsters and and a lot of people were saying they you know they had a lot of uh one-year wonders you know with some of their players but i think some of that is real so i think they're gonna you know make it with you know the more amount of teams in the postseason and you got the mets and i got the mets and the phillies the phillies now it was tough like and, and you know you make a good point with the padres and it was really between them two but i think for me at the end of the day it comes down to the Phillies offense is yeah. can match up with anyone in the big leagues. They yeah. are. And I think that their defense is the problem, Yeah, but I feel that they're starting pitching like with Wheeler and Nola. Like, yeah. I think they'll, I think they'll be fine to make it to the postseason. If they don't make it though, I would not be surprised, right. but I, I set my, my, my postseason team with the Phillies between them and the Padres. So it, we'll see what happens, but, and then I'll go with the, uh, in the American League, the Rays to win the AL East. Uh, with them, it, it's more of an experience thing. Like yeah. the Jays, again, wouldn't be surprised. Like, you could, you honestly could have picked anyone in that division to win, besides right. maybe the Reds, the Reds, maybe the Red Sox, and obviously not the Orioles. But the like, when it comes to uh, those teams in that division, they're stacked. So yeah. it yeah. could easily go either, either way. I got a friend that's a Yankees fan. And I tell him all the time, I, the, if the Yankees were to win the division, I would not be surprised. They have right. the starting pitching. 
They have the bull. They have the bullpen. They have yeah. the guys in the lineup. I mean, the lineup is nasty too. A lot of people forget about that because they have a lot of injuries with Stan and Judge and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You still got Gallo in there. Right. They, they got Rizzo. Rizzo wasn't, you know, he's not Freeman. He's not Olsen. But I think the chemistry was there with them, and I think he liked that situation. Yeah. So I think that's why he went back, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out for them, I think. Yeah. So when it comes to that wild card team, I did pick the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. So it's all AL East. And uh, I just think that's, that's the way it's going to go. I think AL East is going to dominate the AL. I think it's that good. And, yeah, I mean, to, to expand more um, with our picks a little bit, uh, when it comes to, I want to talk a little bit about the Mets, as you were talking about before. And yeah. yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people are picking them with their offseason that they had. I mean, they have a great owner now with Cohen, you know, making those moves. Yeah, respect yeah. that because a lot of owners yeah. obviously don't want to go for it. They don't spend all their money. So I respect that. But I will say for right now, I'm not at all picking them to win a division just because their pitching is always a problem when it comes to injuries. Mm-hmm. And man, and, and 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 look at that. It's already you know, an issue with Scherzer and it's already an issue with DeGrom and it's, yeah. it's you want to be wrong every year. Like I tell, uh, we were talking about this before we got on air. Like I want to be wrong with that. But the thing is every year I'm always picking DeGrom to get hurt, not yeah. to make those 30 starts. And it sucks. It's you really want to see that because he's the best pitcher probably we've ever seen along with him and Kershaw. Like it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's disappointing, but at the end of the day, you got to be real. And, I think it's going to be the Braves coming out of there again. And th- we forget a lot too, is that they didn't have Soroka last year. The Braves yeah. didn't. So yeah. having him there and, you know, shoring up that rotation a little more, it's going to be interesting. You can, you know, it's interesting to see what Ian Anderson could do more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think when it comes to that, the Mets have the opportunity and they have, you know, they have the players to win a division. Yes. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um yeah. But when it comes also to uh, the um, American League East, like how how close were you to picking like some of the other teams that division? Uh, I, I was I was pretty close because the East is very very interesting because I I still look at the Phillies and I I still think that they can compete, but you know going back to a lot of other things, the offense is very solid, the pitching for that team that bullpen is okay. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess I was, t- I was really much torn between the Phillies, the Phillies and the Mets um, as the other teams aside from the Braves. Um, I just, you know, I, the issues with the Mets, I just, it's the same thing every year. It is the same thing. Every, and, and, and people in New York will tell you it is, it is, uh, it is the injuries or is it, it is issues outside of baseball that just, that just kind of derail this team every single year. Uh, Phillies, they're they're right there. They just you know they got to get over that hump with that pitching. They have to. Yeah, and, and as you were saying with bias too, as I was surprised too, man. Like to see him and how he dealt with certain things in New York. It's like, dude, you played in Chicago. Like I'm not saying not comparing like New York. Some of the fans could be a little harsh. You could argue make an argument that they're a little harsh in Chicago. Yeah, but yeah. the Chicago fans still pretty hard. Still pretty hard in the team. So it's like yeah. I was very I was very surprised to see him how he reacted to that type of stuff. But. You know, I think him going to Detroit had a lot to do with that. I think that he maybe wanted maybe to take a step back from from like a city like New York or Chicago and and kind of yeah. like see what he can do. Maybe he could take over a team, have it be his team. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of things going on there with Spencer Torkelson and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it, it, I did find it interesting how he dealt with all that stuff. But yeah, yeah it, it, the Phillies, yeah, it's it's going to come down to the pitching. It's going to come out of the defense. Their offense going to be fine, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I just think it's like oh, it's like OP offense. You know, like with the Dodgers, like. They're they're gonna. I think that's what's gonna carry them. 
Um, right, and yeah. then, so also uh, when it comes to the AL East, uh, for how, how like how close were you to picking other teams in that division? So so with with the AL, that's even closer for me because it's mm-hmm. that division is so competitive. You could easily pick you could easily pick any one of those teams to win it, specifically with the Rays and the Yankees, in my opinion. Uh, wow, that's a very close division. I still think that's a toss-up. I still think it's a toss-up. I, th- I, I picked the Yankees just because of experience, but by no means am I going to say the Yankees are going to dominate anyone in that division. It's going to be very close. Uh, if, it, if, it, if it's not close, it's good just because the team just got derailed for some sort of reason. Uh, very, very hard. Very close division. I, I can see the Blue Jays surprising people this year, and they, and they take that division. Um you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I still got the Rays. I still got the Rays winning it. But it's it's still uh, – that's a division that I could just see just be, you know, it's going to go right down to game 162. Yeah, and, and the thing with, with the Yankees, too, is, like, we get it. A lot of team, you know, we could sit here and, and a lot of people could say, you know, we don't want the Yankees to be in the playoffs. They're the Yankees. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 27 yeah. championships. But at right. the end of the day, we're baseball fans. And I yeah. think, think baseball is better when the Yankees are in the playoffs. So I think, like – in that case also is a lot of people forget how good their pitching was last year. And yeah. I kept hearing, I kept hearing the off season. I'm they're, you know, oh, the, the Yankees got to show up their, their pitching. They got to do this and that. And I'm like, not really. I mean, they're, they're starting pitching with Jordan Montgomery, Garrett Cole, uh, and, um, uh, forgetting the name, uh, Nestor Cortez. Yeah, uh, yeah. and obviously Severino. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, it, it's more of like the way I see it. It's more of the ifs on them. Like if Severino can be himself, yeah. Uh, if Montgomery can do what he did last year, mm-hmm. uh, Cole's an automatic, obviously that's going to be, he's going to do what he does every year. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think people like, I think the past few years seeing them lose in the playoffs, maybe that's why some people don't trust them, but yeah. they'll get to the playoffs. I think that's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think if everything works out with them, if they maybe make a couple moves at the deadline, for example, if they went into the world series, I wouldn't be surprised, but the, it is, it is just a lot of things like, Oh, they got to answer. They or it's a lot of ifs, and they got to you know shore those up. But anything could happen in that AL East, and I love it because that yeah. that division is so stacked. And seeing, I want to see the Jays also succeed. But with them, it's again more a little more of the pitching. I want to see it. I, I don't know if I trust Gosman yet to like. I want to see him like right. a, few, a few starts, see what he does because. Yeah. And and I've heard this again too. It's like with Gosman, he didn't do that well in the AL East before. You could argue he's a different pitcher now. Of course, years ago. Um, but yep. th- that division is, is not for the faint hearted man. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see there, the Red Sox, obviously with Trevor story. And as you said before, you're not sold on him. I, I, I totally agree. Like, I think he's had, you can make an argument. His best years are behind him. Uh, I think that yeah. he's like, he's a solid defensive player. He's obviously a great power hitter, but I'd to like take over a team like the Red Sox or something like that. Not, I don't think that's going to like make a difference as to their playoff eyes. I think they're still going to make the postseason. No. But I don't know if it's not a Correa type move, for example. Right. Um, and but they're, I mean, they're they're the type of talent they have uh, there too, like Dal Dalbeck and uh, and and stuff like that. Like they, the Red Sox, you know, they're still a threat. And I think that the way they played against, they played against the Yankees last year uh, also says a lot to this year. And a, yeah. a lot of teams, uh, a lot of people forget to is just how good they pitch against the Yankees, and it's a big deal, you know. And if you can pitch against those types of teams. Uh, those types of lineups, it's going to take you places. And I think the Red Sox for sure are going to be in the postseason mix. Yeah. Um, but again, with the Red Sox, it's like you wouldn't be surprised if like they're pitching 
you know, is, is the downfall. And you, you already saw yeah. Chris sale, Chris sale just yesterday, right. He's going to be on the 60 day DL and mm-hmm. uh, IL, excuse me. And so, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, that's going to be a, another tough lot. And I feel like every year that they've had Chris sale, we're doing that thing. We're like, Oh, just wait till Chris sale gets back. You know, yeah, gonna, you know, wait yeah. till Chris sale gets back. And it's like, come on. Like we're going to do that every year. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. And, and, and it's like, I don't think that's going to be, you know, a, a good recipe for them. If they, you know, make a move, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to go get Montes from the A's, you know, because he's still out there. Um, the last one left. So definitely going to be interesting to see what they do there. But, yeah, I mean, that, that AL East is going to be super interesting. It's funny because you, you can argue the best baseball is going to be played in the East this year because that NL East and AL East is nasty. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to the season awards now, uh, we'll, we'll go one by one here. Uh, who's your NL MVP this year? I got Bryce Harper. I got Bryce Harper. I, and and he was he was so uh he was so not talked about last year. I don't think he made he made the all-star team last year, if I'm correct. Um, but he oh, you yeah, know he yeah, but and but he still had a he still had a monster season. Uh at, at this point, at this point, Bryce Harper just he his approach at the plate is just so sound. He has so much rhythm. He knows how to sit back on a curveball. He knows how to just jump on a fastball, no matter where he is in the count. Uh, he's just he's just an amazing hitter. He's incredible. I got Bryce Harper. I got Bryce Harper, and you know, I I, I was kind of torn between him and Freddie Freeman, but uh, I just love Bryce Harper. And then defensively as well, he's he's incredible in right field. I just I got to go Bryce Harper. You know what's crazy? You said he didn't play, or he didn't make the All Star team last year. He hasn't made the All Star team since 2018, which is insane. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, and the thing is, he's like honestly, you look at his numbers now, all the numbers he has accumulated now, he's a Hall of Famer. And yeah. and people and people, I think people like for the longest time, it's kind of like the whole LeBron thing. Like a lot yeah. of people like will disregard him just because oh, I don't like LeBron this. I don't like man. I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I was definitely on that train like where I didn't like LeBron back in the day. I was salty. I think it's all it was to me. I mean, right. It's like, yeah. it, I was just salty. Cause he was, he was beating the bulls. It's all it is. Like, yeah. it, you know, regardless of like how he acted, like if he was cocky and stuff like, dude, that's one of the best players of all time. So it's like, yeah. if anybody has the right to be cocky is that dude. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I think with Bryce Harper, a lot of people also thought the same thing in the sense of like, they didn't like his attitude. They didn't like his, you know, approach to baseball. There was a couple of times where he didn't yeah. run stuff out, but the, he's yeah. a kid. he was a kid. Like that dude, like, you know, started in the league when he was 18, 19 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, he he almost, you know, and, and the thing was, I, I bet you a lot of veteran uh, uh, players didn't try to take him under his wing because they may be like, you know, this guy has all the cameras around him, this and that, you know. So maybe there's a lot of things he had to go, but, you know, go through by himself, you know. So, yeah. and, and the thing is, uh, yeah, like, oh, he could easily win. He's the type of guy that can win the MVP every year, yeah. which is crazy to me. Uh, but for me this year, I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, I think because a lot of people forgot about him in the, in the East, I think just because, you know, obviously they, they, and isn't it interesting, like the way, the way that uh, the nationals won the world series without Harper, you know, the year after that, he, after he left and then the, the Braves won the world series without Acuna. So it's like, yeah. almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like the NL East teams are like, Oh, if our best players now, we'll just win the world series. So right, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so, so this, so this year, if it's like, if like the Mets win with, without the Grom, like, I'm like, well, that's, that's, there's something in there, you know? Yeah. There's something going on. There's some weird <laughs> yeah, yeah, magic going on. There. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, for me, Acuna jr. And, and honestly, for me, it was a toss up between like, I, I was really close to picking Olsen Olsen 
just yeah. because I think the Braves are going to be one of the best teams. The Dodgers have it locked up. They're going to probably be the best team record-wise. And I think that their team may be even too stacked to pick Freeman as the MVP, but I, he's obviously going to get votes. Mookie's going to get votes, like all those dudes. So that's why I kind of thought, I was like, maybe Acuna was going to be able to like, you know, separate himself from Olsen and, and whatnot. But yeah, he's, he is the elite of the elite. I heard, I've seen a lot of people pick Soto for the, for the MVP. And again, fair, not, fair yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Cause that dude is so good. And yeah. Um, yeah, so him, him, seeing him and Acuna battle again this year is going to be awesome. Now for the AL MVP, who do you got? I got Vladdy Jr. I think he is, he is aging gracefully in this league and he's so young uh, for, for just from one baseball player, looking at another, his approach, at the plate, his control is just incredible. Now, I think he's going to be DHing more this year than anything. I think he's going to also be at first base a bit. Um, so I'm not really looking – I'm not really counting on him too much defensively, but offensively his presence at the plate makes every single pitcher very, very uncomfortable. doesn't matter if it's a guy from the right side or a guy from the left side. Vladdy Jr. is going to make you feel very threatened. I got Vladdy Jr. easily. No, yeah, that's a good pick, man. I mean, that you can't – Again, with that one, you can't make an argument. You you're you can make an argument for anyone in that case. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I mean, and even more so in the AL. I mean, with Otani and stuff like that, because that's what that's who I picked. And it, it really was. You can make an argument for Otani, for Vladdy, uh, and yeah. multiple guys in the Blue Jays too. I mean, it's like Bichette. Yeah. If Bichette goes off, like you know yeah. stuff like that. So, uh, but for me, I'm gonna go Otani. I think he's gonna go back to back. I just think that he's there's no letting up with that guy. I think he's gonna be an elite starter again. He's gonna be an elite hitter again. Like it's, I I don't see it. You know, I think the only thing that stops him is an injury. Obviously, knock on wood. Um, and I really hope he does make those 25, 30 starts. Um, I heard they're still gonna try to do a six man rotation. I believe, uh, which helped him out um a lot just because it's the way it is in Japan. So yeah, I think with him, uh, it it was an easy pick for me. And at the end of the day, just because if he does both things on both, you know, both pitching and hitting like he did last year, I think he's going to run away with it. But yeah, no, Vladdy, Vladdy, Vladdy's a beast. And then he lost more weight this offseason. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. yeah so it's like, pounds, yeah. yeah. And then I saw him steal a base the other day and I'm like, yeah. man, this dude can do this dude is nasty. Getting so some wheels. Like, Vladdy's getting faster now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he, it's, gonna, it's, yeah, no, it's gonna be crazy, man. Like I, I, I see that dude winning like four MVPs before yeah. his career is over because he's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um. So moving on now to the Cy Young race. Uh, for the NL Cy Young, I went with Walker Bueller. I think that every, almost every, he he's there competing almost every year for that award, and I think this year it's gonna happen. I know last year uh was a little bit of the Gosmans and uh that like that type of stuff overshadowing him, but. I think, you know, uh, and, and obviously the Corbin Burns of the world, um, but I think this year he's going to do it. I think, and you know, what's crazy too is that, like I said, with the MVP, the same thing could happen with the Cy Young with the Dodgers and like they might, you know, steal votes from each other because uh, Rios might take another step up. I mean, that guy was nasty last year too. A lot of, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. They're, yeah. they're so good. You almost forget about that. So um, I think Bueller's going to take it this year. But it really is it really is a toss up when it comes to like the, when you look at the Dodgers rotation and uh, obviously the, the thing and like I said before obviously I hope I'm wrong but with the healthy Degrom he's gonna win it obviously yeah um, so yeah. so so in that case in that case I hope I'm wrong if Degrom but I'm I'm I just see it as as also the way this year is starting it's not looking so good so I'm gonna go Bueller to be safe yeah so very very similar on my end um, so I so for me. 
I'm actually going with uh, Jose Urias just because I, I think that his sound, his, his mechanics as a pitcher, he's going to keep elevating every single year. And I'm picking him because of DeGrom's issues right now. Otherwise, a healthy DeGrom, I have him winning it every single time. So really, it's kind of a toss-up. But, you know, with DeGrom kind of out the picture right now, for now, he's going to be back. Uh, I got to go with yours. I really do. No, yeah, I mean, that, that, guy's, that guy's a beast. I mean, yeah. I, know now, I know nowadays, look, and, you know, over the course of the season, we'll talk about analytics and we'll talk about, you know, the stats mm-hmm. that we like and all that. Yeah. And, you know, what's, what's funny is that I know, obviously, we don't talk about wins anymore because, we, obviously, we get it. Like, you know, a lot of things go into that. So, obviously, yeah. you don't look at that that much. But yeah. 20 wins looks good. I mean, look, when you yeah. look at it on a screen, and, yeah, you, know, yeah. and, yeah. you know, and it – you know, but but uh, and, and that's crazy because I also forgot that he won 20 games last year. Maria's yeah. did so yeah. that. Yeah. But um, yeah, when it comes down to the to the the stats that everyone cares about, for sure. I mean, the guy's a beast. So I definitely don't blame you on that. Uh, when it comes to the American League Cy Young, who do you got this year? American League Cy Young, I got Gary Cole, <laughs> Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole taking <laughs> Gary taking Cole is his nickname now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little cold. I got a little cold right now. So my <laughs> no words are not. <laughs> I got Garrett Cole Happy. going. I think he's, uh, you know, and even still, his performance at Yankee Stadium last year, I didn't think it was the best that he could have possibly been performance wise. I think now with like another year under his belt as a Yankee, you know. I think it's going to be incredible. I think Garrett Cole is going to have another dominant year. Um, for you to for you to struggle in the beginning at Yankee Stadium, he did get lit up a bit in April, May last year in, in his home starts, and to kind of really tap into how to pitch at a ballpark with those dimensions and keep his ERA low still, it's incredible. That's a hitter's ballpark. So to see, so you know, I got Garrett Cole taking taking this, you know, taking the Cy Young easily. Uh, you know, I'm loving his breaking pitches. He actually was not throwing his curveball a lot last year. I really love his sinker. I love his slider. Obviously, his fastball speaks for itself. So, you know, Garrett Cole. No, yeah. But yeah, Garrett Cole is, I mean, is the elite of the elite. There's a reason why that man's making over 300 mil. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the way I saw it, too. It's like with Garrett Cole, that's how it's why I picked. I just thought he's going to take an, an extra step, you know, this year, you know, being there a couple of years now in New York. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, I feel like as good as he has been, he can be better. Yeah. Like the, yeah. his first year, his first year, obviously in the COVID year, 2020, you know, he had a 389, but in mm-hmm. 2021, he had a 289 or 292, yeah. excuse me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, he could definitely do better. I mean, his ERA, ERA plus numbers are nasty. He had a yeah. 133 last year. So it's like, he, I think he's going to even be able to take a step up. And yeah. it, and, 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 and again, that's going to be, pivotal to the AL East if he takes a step up and he's even better and he's an automatic win for the Yankees then that gives him better odds again of beating those race teams beating the Red Sox beating the Jays mm-hmm. um and, and of course those are the those are the starts he always wants to win those are the most important ones yeah so yeah that's that's going to be interesting to see um and and the thing was too it, it's funny because we haven't seen him in a long time but having right. Severino when Severino was on he was a Cy Young candidate oh too when he's when he's healthy you know, he, he's nasty. So yeah. when, if, if him and Severino can, or, you know, if Severino can be healthy and pl- pitch a full season and be Severino, that changes the AL East, you know, so much. So yeah. uh, when it comes to, now we'll go to the rookie of the year award. And in the, we'll start off with the American league rookie of the year. Who do you got? I got Julio Rodriguez for the Seattle Mariners. Who's making his debut. 
for opening day, which I think is awesome. He's one of those players I've been watching come up. I've been keeping tabs on him. Really talented outfielder, great charisma, uh, hits for a lot of power, hits for a lot of power, but he also has average to those offensive stats. I really like Julio Rodriguez. Um, really someone who I don't think has really been talked about a lot up until, you know, this point. Uh, I think he's a part of that young core of the Mariners who actually still have some prospects in their system that can come up and make a difference. The Mariners, very interesting team. They kind of struggle in the beginning of each year. Then the second half, they start to make some noise, putting pressure on other AL West teams. And I think he's going to kind of add to that a little bit. The Mariners, watch out for them in like a year or two because they're going to really start to get in some people's ears more. So he's a part of that process. Julio Rodriguez, that is who I have. Yeah, and, and, and like I said before, over the course of the season, we'll get to talk about more about the Mariners and what they're going to be able to do. And, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting team. And, the, and you know what? It was really easy to – it was it was almost easy to pick uh, Rodriguez for me just because of the last name, obviously. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. All, the, all the success. I'm like I, – I, I was like – I'm thinking I'm like, man, I got to get that jersey because, you know, he's going to put – you know, he's going to yeah. get another Rodriguez. It's been a, it's been a minute since, you know, like, a, you know, A-Rod and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. We got Eduardo. We got Eduardo out there. But, yeah, superstar to take over the game. I'm like, oh, I'll take it. But, um, yeah, for me, it's going to be Bobby Wood Jr. I think that he's going to come up and, and – just be an absolute beast and AL rookie of the year is the one that's more stacked like it, it was it was harder for me to pick the AL Roy yeah. uh, less so than the, than the NL but yeah I'm gonna go with Bobby Wood I think his tools are elite I think he's an amazing yeah. hitter um, and honestly I've seen multiple interviews with this guy and he just looks like he wants to be the leader as soon as he gets in there like you know you got a lot of veteran guys he, he and, and it's funny and it's funny because I see the leadership role in him already and he obviously as soon as he starts talking about the Royals he starts to give, you know, props to Granky, uh, mm-hmm. Perez, you know, so he knows, he knows the leadership, the guys that are leaders now, but he's definitely gonna take the mantle easily, man. He is a beast and just a great guy overall. So, and, and defensively too, is they don't talk about him enough. He's so talented and so athletic. So yeah, I'm going to go Bobby Witt Jr. Um, and it, it was between really for me, as much as I, I want Julio to succeed. And for me, it was Bobby Witt or Spencer Torkelson. I think what yeah, he's developing... Yeah. I think what de- what's developing in Detroit is going to be really interesting because yeah, he, uh, seeing him this spring, oh man, the guy can rake. And I had yeah. questions about him going in when it come when it came to his hitting, the positioning, the you know. And I think he's going to play. I think he might be playing some first base if I correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong. But yeah, uh, and so I think that there's a lot of questions with his defense. But yeah, his hitting is insane, and he's a big guy. He's a really big guy. So yeah, I think uh, you could have gone either either or there yeah. uh, for the NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, I went Sixto Sanchez from the uh, Miami Marlins. Yeah, I like think it. that, yeah, I think that that guy um, is one of those guys that, again, a lot of people forgot about probably because of the injuries. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's 22 years old, so he's still a kid. Young, his, yeah. his his only year in the league was, you know, the, the COVID year. Mm-hmm. And uh, being here from Chicago, man, we, we saw what he could do in the playoffs. The Cubs, that really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so – it was, I think that he's going to be the one that stands out. Um, obviously, uh, it would have been nice, you know, to be like, you say, yeah, Suzuki's going to win rookie of the year. But I think, I think overall, if I'm being realistic, I think he's going to struggle a little bit. I think it's going to probably going to hurt his, his rookie of the year numbers. But uh, I think overall, I think he'll have a nice season. But when you compare it to a guy like Sanchez, I think he's going to uh, take the rookie of the year, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, it's uh, Hunter Green. 
Hunter Green has had a very uh, interesting minor league journey, but his tools as a, as a pitcher and as a physical athlete are incredible, standing at 6'5", 230. Um, he can also hit a little bit. People forget that Hunter Green, he, he can hit. Uh, I think that's the one the one thing I'm kind of sad about when it comes to the universal DH now, because I would have loved to see him hit. He's not an automatic out of the plate. Maybe he kind of dabbles in the two-way. You know, we saw it with Michael Lorenzen. The Reds aren't new to that, um, you know. But I really like Hunter. I like his, I like, uh, his fastball. Um, he has a good command of his breaking pitches. Uh, you know, has kind of struggled this spring training, but you don't really want to look into spring training too much. But the reality is it does give you some indication as to what to expect maybe those that first two, three weeks of the season. Um, so, you know, I like Hunter Green. I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's going to be very dominating for the Reds going forward. You know, it's very similar to what you talked about. He, I think he's going to have his struggles. He's going to have a tough time kind of adjusting to major league stadiums and a little bit more of a major league pace. Hitters aren't just because you're throwing a 101. That's, that's not an automatic out anymore. That's just, you know, players are jumping all over that now. So, but I think he's going to adjust what he's going to become more of a pitcher instead of just a hurler. There's a difference with that. So Hunter again, I like, I like the head on the shoulders a lot. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. And, and we talked about him before too, is with Hunter green, like he, I feel like he's been in the league forever in the, yeah. you know, in, in, in the pros forever, yeah. but it, the injuries kind of stalled him obviously. And yeah. Um, yeah, he he's insane. He's an insane talent. And I don't see, I don't see why not the reds would try, you know, have him in. I know the injuries, you want to be a little careful with them. Maybe that's why yeah. they don't, you know, they don't dabble as much into the hitting part. Yeah. But I think maybe give them a couple opportunities just because, you know, the Reds aren't competing whatsoever this year. Right. Exactly. Um, they're similar to the A's where it's like they're, you know, they sold all their players. They got rid of their players. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the way it is. So, um, yeah, definitely want to see what he does. I mean, he's got all the talent in the world to, you know, to be an ace. Uh, so I, I, as you know, as much as, you know, being a Cubs fan, you don't want, you know, to see another good pitcher in the NL, NL central, <laughs> yeah. um, we're wishing him the best regardless. Absolutely. Um, also, I do want to say also uh, for World Series pick, uh, I I do, I would say for me, Ooh. I'm going to go with, it's, it, it, you know, it's it's tough, but for <laughs> me, I think I'm going to go uh, with the Dodgers. Uh-huh. And it, seems, it seems like an easy pick, I know, but um, I don't, I don't see any other way. And I feel like for me, every year it's like this, when I'm picking the World Series, uh, World Series winner, I think I'm always doubting myself because i'm like man it can't be the easy answer right but then it, it the outlandish answer is a little too outlandish like yeah, exactly so, so yeah i don't there's no in between but i think i'm gonna just be i'm gonna be safe and pick the dodgers i think they're just, they're just that good i think they have every piece they have to win and of course it, of course they're gonna go out and get like you know another elite reliever in in, in july and stuff like that so <laughs> Uh, it's just the way they do things. Like they and, need any more, but they're like, yeah, exactly, no, this is exactly. More, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think uh, as much as uh, as much as we saw Kimbrel struggle last year, I think he's gonna find it in LA. I just think yeah. I just think that he's gonna work out over there with Mark Pryor, and he's gonna you know find his his groove, um, and he's gonna find it. I think he's gonna be solid for them, and he's gonna be solid closer, and I think he's gonna do better than what Jansen has done over the years. As much as Jansen was really good last year. Yeah. Um, he gave a lot of like a lot of uh, Dodgers fans some nightmares because he would you know yeah. put a lot of players on put a lot of guys on base and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Very so similar to Chapman, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think Kimbrel's gonna find it over there, and I think they're gonna win the World Series. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I got the Dodgers as well. 
I got the Dodgers as well for who they play against. I, it's still it's such a it's such a toss in the air. I don't know. Um, I think if the White Sox are healthy all year and they kind of learn from their experience, I can see Dodgers White Sox in the World Series. But I got the Dodgers winning it. I just do. Even regardless of Cody Bellinger's very very bad struggles, mm. uh, dating back to to last year and had a tough time during the COVID year as well. He um, that's a that's something that I I do think they got to find an answer for that. They they really do. Um, it's 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 been pretty bad. It's been pretty bad. It, it, it's one thing to put the ball in play a lot, and you know you're just hitting it at guys. That happens. That's baseball. Um, but the strikeout numbers to kind of reach the seventy percent mark uh, in a very collective amount of at bats during spring training, and then you see what happens last year with the one sixty five batting average. It is just something you have to address. Now he came on the interview the other day and said he's very happy. He's very uh, he feels very good about himself. He's getting all the strikeouts out now. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, sure, you can as much as you want to now, but we're starting to see a little bit of a pattern here that they that they have to kind of address. They're, they're, this isn't going to hurt them. They're going they're going to be good either way. I can see this game this, this team winning a hundred three games this year easily but in terms of just like kind of distributing playing time to some guys or giving some other players opportunities you can't have Cody Bellinger out there hitting 120 going into July it's just you know that is going to hurt you that 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 may lose you about maybe 13 games going forward because he's not driving in runs he's not getting on base you know he's up there he swings three times he's out we can't you know, as, as a team, for me, if I'm a manager or a coach, you got to start looking at other options. And I know it's hard for them just because of his history and his ability to be such a dominant hitter is still there. You can see it in him. He just had, he, we, somehow they just have to tap into that. Um, but to a certain extent, after a while, you have to start looking at other options. You have to start giving other guys opportunities. Um, and this is just me just talking from a player standpoint. This team's going to be fine either way. But we'll see. Yeah, and no, and one hundred percent, I agree with that because, and the thing is, with them, they have a lot of leeway. They won the World Series recently, so they they have yeah. a lot of. I think the they'll give them a little more, you know, gives them a little more space to you know yeah. see what he can do and mm-hmm. see if he can get it done. But again, if they want, if they see Bellinger struggling, they're just gonna go get a left-handed outfielder, you know, for, you know, for the trade, you know, to, in the trade market. So yeah. they they have plenty of options there. But yeah, you're right in the sense that it could cost them a lot of games. But I think for them, they're probably just thinking October. So if the guy's not hitting, oh, yeah. and he just you know they'll go out and get a guy that can hit in October. But yeah, right. no, it's 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 definitely with the Dodgers. It's their World Series to lose. I don't see it any other way, yeah. unless a lot of injuries happen. You know, them bringing back Kershaw, he's in their back end of the rotation now, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so so now I mean, it's like if the, that's you know the way you're gonna do things. I mean, it just shows how good your team is. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that, yeah, that just, just about wraps up our predictions this year and just about the show this time around. So, uh, and Miles, like I said, thanks for doing this again, man. This is awesome. I mean, this will be the first of many episodes throughout the season. We're going to try to re- uh, roll out episodes every week. And, and uh, I didn't, didn't mention this before, but it is going to be cool to see from your perspective, from the player side, and then me from a more uh, anal- analyzation side, you know, as yeah. you know, announcer side type of thing. Uh, we're, it's almost like we're a booth, you know what I'm saying? Man? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. can call games if we wanted to. Yeah, so, um, that, yeah. yeah, for sure. So definitely appreciate it, man. 
and uh, that's just one of many. Uh, and thank you everyone for watching the at bat baseball podcast. And of course you can listen to our audio anywhere you can get a podcast and watch our video on YouTube uh, for the video watchers on YouTube. We'll have our uh, ads, our Twitter ads and Instagram handles at the bottom. Thank you for listening, everyone and happy baseball season.